another failure tastic episode of We Only Look Thin, where we know that failure is good. Failure is good. Uh, I'm Catherine Weigel, and I have lost 150 pounds, uh, failing my way to success. That doesn't sound like failure to me. And someone else who has failed his way to success is... Donald Weigel! I have failed my way to success, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You have! You failed so many times! Now look at you! I've lost about 100 pounds by failing. He did! And we know that failure is part of the process. Yes, indeed. Uh, This is part two of our uh, two-part series on not letting failure discourage you. Yeah, so... uh, For some reason, I get a kick out of calling two parts a series, but... (laughs) You know... At our age, we just like the little things. It's I know. Just, it, it makes us chuckle. It makes me happy. <laughs> uh, but we we failed. <laughs> what was that laugh? I don't know. Uh, we failed many, many times, uh, but this isn't one of them. And no. uh, so uh, this is part two, as Donald said. And if you're listening to this episode, you're well on your way to success. You are. Um, so we uh, are going to talk about failure again. And then later we have a product of the week. Pow! Pow, everybody. But first we have a tip of the week. Tip of the week to you. Tow! Tip of the week to you, dear. Tip of the week to you. We're going to dive right in. I feel like we're diving right in. I don't know. I thought there was a lot of preamble on that last one. There was a lot of preamble. <laughs> we also, we have a hard stop in 30 minutes because our neighbor is going to have uh, a, a meeting and he makes lots of noise. They bang pots. They, it's kind of a seance situation. I don't know what they do down there. I but... feel like now we just, we cannot not preamble. We <laughs> have to preamble because this is just more preamble happening Let's read now. the preamble to the Constitution. Ooh, great <laughs> Which idea. Which I actually had to learn in eighth grade. Anyway, we will not preamble. Um but I'm preambling. So <laughs> does preamble lead to reambling? I don't know. Uh, so the tip of the week. Reamble. I love that. Reamble. Tip of the week tip to you. Tip of the week to you. The tip of the week, which I actually came up all by, I came up with this all by myself. I know. It's pretty amazing. Um, it is for for people out there who are not big walkers, who, yeah. are, are, uh, who are just starting out their weight loss adventure who are just starting to walk. Maybe you've been listening to this this uh, podcast for a while and you're like, man, I wish I could walk like Donald and Catherine walk. Yeah. Uh, so the tip of the week is- <laughs> I like how you just brushed that off. To use, I'm trying not to preamble. I'm trying to get it done. But no, you won't let me do it. I will not. And so we linger. And so we'll see if our neighbors make noise. Um, <laughs> so here it comes. Here we go. To use- the Couch to 5K app to increase your walking. What? Exactly. No Boom. one's ever thought of that before. I literally just thought about it. So about first it. tell them what the Couch to 5K app is. So the Couch to 5K app, there are a few different ones out there. There's uh, free versions, is a way to get yourself up to running for 30 minutes straight. It's not necessarily a 5K, but to get yourself up from uh, from jogging to, uh, uh, you know, for like 10 seconds, which is where I started, to jogging for a half hour. And the way they do that is interval training. So you start out by uh, walking for five minutes, and then you jog for, I think it's like 30 to 60 seconds, and then you walk for two minutes, and then you jog for 30 seconds, and then you walk for two minutes. And you build up your stamina week by week up to being able to jog for 30 minutes. And it took me uh, six months to do that program, which I think you're supposed to finish it in six weeks. Yeah, it's like five or six weeks. But it took my time. Um, so for those out there, and I, I know that we have people in our uh, Walt Place group, W-O-L-T, uh, Walt Place, <laughs> <laughs> um, who don't walk very much and who are trying to build up the stamina to walk for 30 minutes. So instead, here's the tip, instead of using the Couch to 5K app to interval run, use it to interval walk. So so instead of uh, doing the running part of the interval, use the running as the walking section where you're building up walking week after week. So that would mean maybe standing for 60 seconds and then walking for 30 seconds. Yeah, like maybe you you put your phone, you know, you have your phone and you just allow yourself for 60 seconds to play around on your phone while you stand still. And then you 
you know, do the walking part. Right. So on day one, you uh, you stand for 60 seconds. You walk for 30 seconds. The next day, you're working up to a minute of walking. And then in week two, you're up to two minutes of walking, three minutes. And you build up and up and up, up the scale. I know that there are people who are not able to walk for 30 minutes straight right now who find that to be a burden. And if you start with a five, the Couch to 5K app and see it as an opportunity to stand, like Donald said, look at your phone, take a seat on the curb, um, and build up your stamina, why not? Why not do that? Uh, it's, uh, I use the Couch to 5K app. Use it for, uh, use it for walking. That's the tip of the week. And that is your tip of the week. Cow! Yeah, it is uh, fantastic being married to a genius because- It is. I have a lot of it time- pays dividends. To come up with tips. <laughs> That's all I got, our tips of the week. Um, so now we're going to dive into- failure yeah we had um we had talked about uh, with each other about doing an episode about not allowing failure to discourage people and a lot of times in weight loss um we will let one bad day or one bad meal or or a you know skipping our exercise for a couple of days in a row just to completely uh derail our progress and i think that was the sort of seed of this idea and um I uh, went online looking for some, you know, tips on not allowing failure to discourage you. And I found this really great article on Lifehack by a gentleman named Ryan Clements. And he had uh, 12, 12 tips for what to do when failure discourages you. And he didn't, his article doesn't have anything to do with weight loss. Um, but we've taken uh, our own ideas and added to it. And, uh, but, We've, um, we're using his article kind of as the basis of this, and then we're making everything about weight loss because that is That's what we do. That's what we do. And really, isn't everything about weight loss or weight gain it really is. in the end? It is. And we talked last week, too, about failure can mean different things to different people. And looking at the long-term view, looking at the big picture is much more important than looking at a particular data point. Failure can be not living up to your expectation. It can be overindulging even though you shouldn't, and then it negatively affects the scale. Or yeah. failure can also be doing everything right and still not seeing the result that you expect. So it comes in many different ways, and there's lots of different ways to uh, to look at it. Hopefully, you listened to the last episode. So uh, yeah, we uh, we brought up you know five or six good uh, good ways good good things to do when failure discourages you in the last episode. Um, and so if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it first, maybe, um, or check this one out first. Do it in reverse order. Yeah. So remember, uh, failure is feedback. Uh, and so the next part of the feedback we're going to give you, uh, the, the next big talking point is failure can come from comparing yourself to others. Don't do it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's an old expression that comparison is the thief of joy. And um, you don't know what other people's lives are really like. And you don't know where they started, where they're coming from. And when I know I've done it, and I still do it, I, I look at other people and I think, oh, man, like, I'll never get to the place where they are. Um, we We – have been doing really mostly Catherine has been doing these blogilates routines. Uh, this woman named Cassie Ho has a YouTube channel called blogilates, a website. And in a recent, uh, workout routine, she was talking about how her business has been growing in such unexpected ways that her and her new husband have not had time to go on their honeymoon yet. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Oh, no, I haven't gone to Bali yet. I haven't gone to Bali because my business is too good right now. And, you know, and I thought to myself, must be nice. Must be nice. And but, you-, you know, we can't really compare ourselves to her. She started a long time ago. She's doing a different thing than we're doing. And um, and you know, she puts in the effort. She puts in the effort. <laughs> Must be nice. And, and she actually started a clothing line and a you know uh, workout equipment line. And you know we have not done any of those things. And so um, comparing ourselves to her is really just folly. And um, in the same way, comparing yourself to others is when you're looking at somebody who weighs 125 pounds. 
you don't know what their life is really like. You don't know how they got there. And, um, you know, maybe five years ago, they were in the same spot that you're in now and that you um, can be in their spot in five years if you if you just you know, start putting in the work now. Well, in, in episode 74 uh, of We Only Look Thin. I've heard uh, of that show. It's fantastic. That episode is called Must Be Nice-itis. It oh. is, uh, it's all about comparison. So if you want a deep dive on comparison, you can go there. But there are two types of comparison. Um, I've decided that there are two. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> any others. If there's a third type of comparison, comparison don't tell us don't tell us about we don't it. want to know no as we discussed last episode we don't like we feedback. don't like feedback <laughs> that no that's really a funny. lie that's the opposite of what we said i don't like feedback uh <laughs> um there are two types of comparison the type of comparison that sucks experts your- say there's two types of comparison yes um the first is the type of comparison that uh, destroys your will to live and <laughs> and makes you want to stop trying at doing anything. Yeah, for sure. And then there's the type that kind of spurs you on. And it's like, oh, hey, you know what? If they can do that, if Catherine and Donald Weigel, two uh, self-proclaimed couch potatoes. Oh, my goodness. Couch pierogies. I mean, seriously, like, I was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that like, was kind of how. However, like however lost on your weight loss journey you think you are. I said journey. Wow. Yeah. However lost you are in your weight loss adventure that you think you are, I was way more lost than you. Like, yeah, I just did not care. I wasn't doing anything, and then diabetes said hello. Hello. Um, you know, it's really funny. You you call it a or an adventure, and I call it a journey. So a lot of people do like the journey venture. Journey venture, yeah. And no. since we started Walt Place, W O L T Place, ah. I've started using journey. Like I'm like Donald isn't here, so we don't have to say adventure. <laughs> yeah, Walt Place is for women only, it's for so women uh, only. I don't really participate. No, and, he's like uh, there as an admin just in case. But uh, but it was kind of liberating. I was like, I can just call it a journey. Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever you want without yeah, whatever. me around. You don't have to you. talk about pickles anymore, Donald. Isn't here. Oh, what? No, people still. We do. should always talk about pickles. Come to Wolf Place. We wonderful. talk about pickles. <laughs> they're, they're delicious and calorie free. That's um, your tip of the week. That's your second tip of the week. Pickles are delicious and calorie free. That is a is that a product? I don't know. If you know, know what it is, let us know. So, so let's get back to comparing com- ourselves. Comparing to ourselves to others. So um, go and listen to Must Be Nice Itis if you want a deeper dive on that. But we often think of ourselves as failures if we are not doing what other people are doing and asking yourself the question, am I, are they hurting my motivation or are they helping it? There are people who used to inspire me who now just make me feel self-conscious or nervous about my own abilities. Like I'm this like in actual life. I have had to unfollow people on Instagram. I have had to unfollow podcasts. I have had to unfollow Facebook accounts where I feel like comparison is destroying my will to live, which is the first type of comparison. I have started following people who inspire me, who I feel like are a couple of steps above me. I'm like, Hey, you know what? With some effort, I could do that. Like the blogilates, uh, YouTube videos that I'm doing. It's relatable. It's fun. I don't feel like my soul is being sucked out. So it's a great comparison. Um, what she can do, uh, how many crunches she oh my can goodness. do, yeah. and still have a conversation. Yeah, and- I, I am jealous of how in shape Cassie Ho is, but I also know that I am not willing to put in the kind of work that she has no, put in isn't. to be, you know, I I do about 15 minutes a day, 15 or 20 minutes a day of strength training, and that is what I'm willing to do. Like, I'm not going to become Cassie Ho. Yeah. So, like, and there are people, it's funny, there are people in our group who weigh 20 or 30 pounds less than me. And I actually think to myself, I'm like, why would they be inspired by me? Like, (laughs) must be nice to be that thin. Like, oh. And I'm like, oh, no, people have struggles, and there's not a perfect number that is, uh, like, 
is inspiring or not. It's the people that are inspiring, not the number on the scale. And I think another thing to remember, too, is that photos on social media are just a snapshot of people's lives. Uh, Do you see what I did there? I said uh, photos and snapshot. You did. That was really good. I actually, uh, this is a side note. I don't even know if you know this. On Instagram, I posted a photo of me luxuriating uh, beachside at our uh, tropical vacation. Yeah. And it was like one of those classic shots, like the perfect, like tan skin. There's actually a thing of like, is it, are are these two hot dogs or are these legs? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that, haven't but it sounds this? fantastic. No, it's like, are these hot dogs or like, but it's like the, just your, well, I'll show you the picture. Yeah. Anyway, uh, beautiful tropical location, perfect bronze skin, uh, definitely photoshopped. Uh, but I was like, I'm doing it. I'm living the dream. Like, this is what people look like. Yeah. Um, in reality, and if you go back and listen to our episode on, uh, I don't even know what it was about, uh, Funhouse Mirrors, I yeah, think yeah, it was, yeah. um, like, I have loose skin and I have cellulite. The photo that I posted on Instagram has none of those things. Yeah. And I actually, I, I might actually go back and do a redo on it because I feel like an imposter because though it is a real photo of me and my actual legs... I also have cellulite and loose skin and the photo doesn't show that. And I feel, I actually do feel like I was presenting a false picture of myself. I was, I was sort of going like, Oh, look, it's me tan and beautiful. Like all the people on Instagram I see, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but it, I don't think it's, it's as authentic. So um, that's just an aside. I don't know if I told you. Yeah, about no, that. I mean, that's, it's basically where I was heading with that. I mean, like, you know, you can see these photos of people having a great time or being super fit or accomplishing a particular goal, but really that's just one small piece of the puzzle. Everybody's got their struggles. Yeah. Everybody's got their issues and you don't know what, they are going through. You don't know what they went through to get where they are. And chances are that that they are struggling with something in their lives too. And I, I think that that can be comforting, like realizing that everybody is going through difficult things. Everybody has to do the work to get where they are, at least in some aspect of their lives. Well, and you know what? Some people just have okay lives and aren't, don't <laughs> struggle with much. Like, there was a woman I stopped following uh, on Facebook who just seemed to have a great life, and I I saw her in person, and I was like, so tell me, like, wh- how are your kids? Like, they can't be that great. And she's like, no, they're wonderful. Like, yeah. they've never cried, and they didn't ever have to use diapers, and they spoke five languages out of the womb. And well, I'm like – Also, sometimes people lie. Remember yeah. that too. And sometimes people just want you to see the parts of their lives that are wonderful and great, and they don't uh... – <laughs> What's happening? I'm sorry. I was trying to find pictures of <laughs> – <laughs> Is it hot dogs or is it legs? And I just found actual, like, the hot dog and leg comparison photos, which are really funny. So I'm not going to look at my phone anymore. The product of the week (laughs) is hot dogs as leg photos. It was really funny. So don't compare your hot dogs to legs. Don't do it. No. Hot dogs are perfect. (laughs) Comparing hot dogs to legs is the thief of joy (laughs) and the the thief of my will to continue podcasting right now. So I think we've we've beaten in the the comparison as the thief of joy uh, point. So when failure gets you down, the next thing you can try is to detach yourself from rewards. And... This one is a big one. You know, you've done everything right in air quotes. You're trying your hardest and you get on the scale and you still aren't seeing those results. And one of, that can be a huge discouragement. But um, detaching yourself from the reward of that number and realizing that you're putting in the work and focusing on the day-to-day successes of getting it done and and doing those habits and accomplishing what you said you were going to do can be huge in getting over your discouragement. Exactly. So action should be its own reward. Um, I mean, we, we talk so much in, in the societies in which we live about, you know, participation awards and everybody gets an award and everybody has a graduation ceremony for every single time they blink. And we're used to being validated by others or validated by the scale. And I 
spent 20 years, if the scale didn't validate me, I gave up as as revenge. <laughs> ah, the scale. And, and who did you get revenge upon? On me, oh, myself, yeah. which turned out to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because I sure did gain 100 pounds when I failed. That yeah, was we, great. We've talked about magical thinking and um, and the weight loss fairy and that sort of thing on other episodes. And, you know, we think that we're getting revenge on some, you know, magical power that controls weight loss. And, you know, I used to really think that sometimes that like, well, this isn't fair. So I'm going to show you and just eat whatever I want. And the person I was punishing was myself. Yeah, the man in the mirror. Exactly. Um, But focusing on the process as the reward, like and and we actually uh, in a previous episode talked about our our habit circle that I created. If you would like a copy of the habit circle, uh, you can email me at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. But um, the scale is sort of the end result of a long-term process. Yeah. It's the actions that you take. And so uh, the seven-day habit circle that I created was um, you decide on a habit goal that you want to focus on. So I want to focus on tracking all my calories. I want to focus on drinking uh, three glasses of water. I want to focus on sticking to my intermittent fasting window. Those aren't that's not a number on the scale. Those are repeated habits. Repeated habits are something I can control. So the habit circle, um, each day you achieve the habit goal, uh, you give yourself a little sticker or a little check mark. And from that, uh, once you hit seven days of hitting your habit goal, you give yourself a little reward. You can buy yourself a new app. You can buy some nail polish. You can buy yourself some $6 roses at Trader Joe's. Um, so create your own reward system that isn't tied to the number on the scale or the size of the pants that you're wearing. Yeah, for sure. And just keeping in mind that when we do great work, when we actually like do what we say we're going to do, that leads to a sense of accomplishment. It does. Because guess what? Donald and I haven't really lost weight. In a oh, really in a long, very long time. That was an old, that was the old us. The new us, yeah. we just do the habits. I used to need that weight loss in order to feel accomplished. And now I just have to feel accomplished by staying the same. Wah, wah. Well, and Donald said like nobody in his new office knows that he's lost weight. So no one's complimenting him. And yeah. so he just has to live like a normal person yeah. doing the stuff without the reward. Exactly. Okay, so our next one is change our rules for being happy, which kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Yeah, a lot of times we make these rules for ourselves that if we don't accomplish this by a certain time or if we don't knock these things off of our list or if we don't maintain this amount of fitness or, you know, we have to go to a gym six days a week or we've failed, like, we're creating those rules and we are in control of them and we're in control of how we react to those rules when we don't stick to them. And well, so reframing those things into into rules that we can actually accomplish or, or just eliminating the rules that don't work for us uh, can be huge in in keeping ourselves from being discouraged. Well, and I too, I just uh, hit sort of a semi-milestone birthday, 45. And I know when I was 39, approaching 40, I thought of it as this force field. If I don't lose this weight by this date, it's over. Yeah. And you put this superficial expectation on a date or a reunion or a birthday. And it validates our feeling of uh, inadequacy. I didn't lose weight by 40. Well, there it is. Like, I'm just destined for failure. And <laughs> turns out there was more failure to come oh, yeah. before I turned. Much more failure. Turn the beat around. Uh, but, <laughs> but instead of focusing on sort of this number as your happiness, like what does, and, and we ask this again, what does happiness mean to you? Yeah. Happiness means doing what I say I'm going to do, living in a way a way that matches my values, treating my body well, not having heartburn after an overindulgent meal, getting out and doing walks. Like these are just part of my life now. I don't lose weight anymore. Like, I mean, within a couple pound range, like that number doesn't matter as much. It's my habits. It's, it's my outlook. It's my 
ability to um, to help others in this journey that that is making me happy. The number on the scale is a byproduct of my actions. Um, so one thing that it says in the article is changing the rules for happiness. Change it to I am successful when I grow and improve. I am successful when I give my best. And that best might be different from day to day, depending on the season of your life. So there's no like perfect day, perfect everything. It's just I'm facing the right direction right now. Like I the the uh the abundance of my actions match the values that I have. Yeah, and and he also says in the article, like if you will not allow yourself to feel successful or happy until you reach your ultimate goal, that can end up being a very sad way to live. If you can't find a way to um, really feel satisfaction in the journey and in the small steps that you're taking, that you'll you'll end up being miserable for a very long time. And seek revenge on yourself by overindulging. You know, like if you set a goal that you need to lose 100 pounds and then you lose 75 and you can't reach that 100, are you going to feel like a failure because you lost 75 I, pounds? That's, that's a whole other episode to talk about, I think, because we definitely do tie like our value to that number. Uh, so uh, so don't. Don't do it. Um, but – Speaking of uh, of changing your mindset, um, and, and we have literally done at least one whole episode on this. Uh, but the consider the types of people who you're spending time with, including yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it can be a very it, it can be very difficult in discouragement if you are constantly around people who are putting you down, who are um, minimalizing your accomplishments who are not recognizing the small steps that you've taken, it can really be discouraging. And you've got to think about maybe changing that. And it can be very difficult with family and close friends, but it's important to really examine it and um, think about whether those people are actually helping you in your life or hurting. Well, and I saw something the other day, and I have talked a lot about, you know, you become like the five people that you spend the most time with. In reality, it's about your entire life. What podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? Right. Um, what TV shows are you watching? What kind of content are you bringing your way? Are you like uh, listening to sad Morrissey music all day long and crying in the dark? Yeah. Or are you listening to uh, to upbeat music that's all about empowerment and getting things going? Like your entire life, what you surround yourself with, what food you surround yourself with, it all matters. And there are some things that we cannot control and others that we can. So focusing on what we can control, are you hanging out every Every single night with people who are not interested in their health, who go to, uh, you know, Applebee's for their awesome blossom, double free, kids eat free Wednesday <laughs> yeah. meals. Like if you're surrounding yourself with that, you're going to become like that. And it's hard. And maybe we'll talk about the Yanni Friedhoff book at some point uh, in more depth. But it's like your resilience and your willpower only last so long. The easier you make it. To be around people who are positive, who are who have a good outlook, yeah, the better it is for you. Well, and I know Catherine just basically said it, but you know, she knew she needed some outside voices in her head, and going out and finding a podcast like this one, like this very long, you know, it really changed both of our lives. Eventually, you know, she got all of these great ideas. You know, just hearing, I had never heard anybody say there is no finish line with weight loss. Just hearing that and it was like the clouds opened up and and the light shone down on me and I was like, oh my goodness, like it's not a finite thing. I have to do this for the rest of my life and I have to figure out a way to do it for the rest of my life was just amazing. And it was the first step in this giant journey that has led to me maintaining a hundred pound weight loss. Exactly. And I, I have a growth mindset now and I, I seek out people who are inspiring me. I seek out books. I seek out you know, podcasts of people who are trying to improve themselves. The, you know, the, uh, the screw my life club is not, <laughs> is not what I want to be a part no, of anymore. Like, no. not that we still struggle. We, we struggle. Oh my goodness. Yes. But 
for the most part, I think we focus on a growth mindset. And that is huge. And I didn't think it was possible until I started surrounding myself with people who helped me know that it was possible. Another suggestion from the article is to um, get outside, move and breathe. And (laughs) I know that there are, you know, there are definitely like you cannot fix depression or extreme sadness just by getting outside. But sometimes just doing something um, is how I'm choosing to read this. Like just accomplishing some small goal. Um, It can be taking a five-minute walk outside. It could be um, deciding to prep one meal a week. Just giving yourself one win under your belt. And sometimes getting outside and getting a little bit of fresh air can actually help improve your mood. Well, and we've talked about it before on the the step episode, uh, getting in more steps, but I have colleagues who would take cigarette breaks. And I know so many people who do not smoke, um, who sit at their desk and never get up and never take just a minute to walk outside, take a deep breath, look around. It's so important to just remove yourself from your work stress or your family stress, even for just a couple of minutes, like down the street from our house, maybe um, it's probably only 200 steps, 300, like literally steps to uh, a little library, which is like this little uh, roadside, little take a book, leave a book, a little thing. And sometimes just walking there Seeing the breeze, you know, see, see, you don't see the breeze. See the breeze. See the breeze. Um, (laughs) Catherine's lost so much weight that she's developed the ability to see the breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, looking at the changing landscape from season to season, seeing what flowers are in bloom, saying hello to a neighbor walking a dog, five minutes, if you like, just step away, take a non-smoking break get some fresh air, see that there's a bigger world outside of your immediate issues. It really helps. It really does. Um, another thing to do, and, and this ties back into some earlier things that we were saying, is talk to a mentor. Like if you've got somebody in your life who you really trust, who has guided you well before, talking to that person can be a huge deal. And I think in our case, um, our mentors were other podcasts, at least in at this point in our life. Um, you know, uh, Catherine found Half Size Me, Heather Robertson, and there's there's been other people um, who have mentored us in you know from afar in other ways, uh, like Brooke Castillo and um, uh, Gretchen Rubin, um, and really trying to seek advice from outside sources can be huge in getting over discouragement. Well, and two, I, Donald and I talked about this earlier, I want to seem well-informed. I want to feel like I have all the answers. I don't want to look foolish in front of other people. And it's really hard for me to step back and say, I don't have an answer. I'm vulnerable. Can Does someone else have experience? And I have found communities of people, including W-O-L-T place. (laughs) Uh, Well, place, the place to be vulnerable. I like it. W-O-L-T. I know. We should have a jingle. Yeah, we Um, should. But uh, yeah, that's really where we should put our resources right right now. Is You know, we're missing badges and a jingle. A jingle and a badge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But finding people who you feel connected with Someone who can give you honest feedback because sometimes we and like we talked about this. Sometimes we don't want honest feedback. Yeah. Sometimes we want. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, boy, they suck. And sometimes it's just being in a place where we can say, you know what, this is what I'm struggling with. Do you have any ideas? It is amazing to me how much I don't know and how much reaching out to a group of people. It's amazing to me how much you don't no, but know. Also, you're so stuck in your own viewpoint that you're not you don't really think like oh my gosh it never occurred to me to you know buy bagged lettuce like that's a revelation yeah for sure um shaleen johnson who is another uh podcaster um the shaleen show um she talked about seeing things through a different prism in terms of going to an eye exam and 
uh, when you go uh, get an eye exam, you look through different lenses and which is better, you know, option A, option B, and then it moves on from there. And being able to step outside your own perspective and talk to someone with experience in the particular area um, that that could may- maybe help give you some perspective or a different angle. Um, I actually, uh, my mom was really great with that. I, I presented a problem and I, I yeah. was angry about something and my mom was like, what if you use it to your advantage and do X? And I was like, it never would have occurred to me. And I want to seem like I have all of the answers, but going to uh, a podcast, a trusted family member, a friend, an online support group like W-O-L-T. Yeah, Um, and thankfully we live in a time where, you know, I hate asking for help because it feels like I'm admitting that I, you know, that I don't have the ability to do something and I'm able to, like, use the internet as a resource. I was going to say, Google. Yeah. You can Google anything. Yeah. Anything. Chances are, I tell people this when they have computer problems all the time. Like, (laughs) chances are that if you don't know how to solve something, that somebody else online has had the same problem and has asked the same question and some expert has answered that question and will give you the solution that you want. And the same thing applies to weight loss issues and depression issues and, you know, just about any other issue you can think of. Yeah. Um, So, uh, Use your resources, be vulnerable, be, vul- be vulnerable with the right people because not everyone is uh, going to approach you with an open heart and without judgment. I don't know if you heard that, but we literally <laughs> just heard cheers. Our, our neighbor's yeah. meeting is starting and they were just singing happy birthday and then a big cheer erupted. Not sure if you could hear that on the microphones, but that's what's happening. This was my fear. Our hard stop at 30 did not work. No. Uh, but we're getting close to the end. So one of the uh, the, the sort of uh, the roundups uh, on how to reframe failure is doing something called a mind map. Yeah, this is the, I don't know if the author Ryan Clements made this up or if he got it from somewhere else, but I really love this idea. And I think I've done it, but not in this exact way. What he suggests is uh, take a blank piece of paper and then write down in the middle of it, you know, or a whiteboard or something, write down in the middle of it what your goal is. And then really map out uh, below, around it, ways in which you can achieve that goal. Map out the habits that it's going to take to do that. And I think this could be a super useful exercise in realizing like if I want to become a fitness instructor, I'm going to have to do, you know, this many hours of fitness myself and I'm going to have to learn all these things. And it could just be a learning experience in like I don't actually want to do all of that. And so it's not going to happen. Like maybe I don't want to put in the work that it's going to right, take to lose 100 pounds. Right, invest the time or the money. Or maybe the- I'm going to just have to be happy with getting myself, you know, a little more be- in better shape, a little more in better shape, getting myself a, in a little bit better shape, getting myself to a little bit better point. Maybe I'm going to be just happy enough with that. Or maybe I can realize by looking at this that I'm not putting in the work that I think I am. Well, and and further, coming up with an actual plan, coming up with these would be the five steps I would need to become a a fitness instructor. Right. I would need to get accredited, which would r- require me to pay a $200 fee to go to a class, which would require me to take 20 hours of whatever. Actually just mapping it out and asking yourself, am I willing to do this work? Yeah. And like Donald said, if not, what am I willing to do? Okay, well, you know what? Right now, getting accredited is not my goal. Um, but uh, but taking classes from someone who is accredited might be my goal because then I can learn and see what their uh, you know what their viewpoints are or what their you know what they bring to the table. So it takes away the mystery. Going back to that point of generalizing your failure, I'll never get this right. It's too much. I'll never learn. I just keep following my old patterns. Speaking in generality is dangerous because it takes the control away from your actions. If you want to run a 5K, there are apps, there are programs, there are structures to follow. If you don't get off the couch, you're not going to run a 5K. Yeah, and and really focusing on what that means, like just arbitrarily and generally saying, I need to lose weight or I need to lose 50 pounds. I really should get on that. Like 
that doesn't actually get you anywhere. Like what gets you anywhere is building a roadmap or I think Catherine, uh, I may be stealing this idea from you. I, you talked about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and yeah, which you know, we might actually talk about figuring in a whole episode. out, figuring out the baseline, like, okay, this is where I need to start. And then I need to step a little higher and then a little higher and a little higher until I eventually can hit my goal and realizing like really writing it down and realizing where you are and and viewing the work that you have to do, I think can be really huge in actually figuring out how to get there and actually making it happen, making it a reality. Yeah. And failure is subjective. Failure is based on a single point in time. We see athletes stumble. We see our favorite teams lose a game. Yeah. If you could imagine every single victorious person that you've you've ever come across, they do not have a perfect record. They fail, they stumble, they learn from their mistakes, they try again. No educator that you know, nobody that you admire was perfect out of the box. No. They practiced, they learned from mistakes, and they moved forward. And the difference between someone who has a measure of of success and someone who might not is the time and the effort and the persistence. Sure, there's natural talent. Sure, there's genetics. But to a great point, it's just the persistence. I lost weight 20 times and I gained weight 19 times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that, you know, you get knocked down 20 times and you get back up and you try again. And you are fighting yourself. You are fighting for yourself. You are learning from past mistakes and choosing to move forward. We are grown-ups. We are capable. And there is no total failure. Yeah. Just learning from a mistake and deciding what you are ready to change, what you are ready to invest in, what next step you're ready to take. And um, that is huge. And realizing that, you know, you have to put in the work like natural talent only gets you so far too. Um, they talk about it with professional athletes all the time. There are these people who are naturally gifted and it doesn't even necessarily have to be athletes. It could be artists. It could be just about anything. Um, you're naturally gifted in something. And a lot of people just use that natural talent to coast. And then there are the people who don't have that natural talent who just put in the work and they managed to accomplish their goals because they were willing to show up and do it. And the people with a lot of people with natural talent, they don't event, you know, end up putting in that work and they never manage to achieve that goal. So there's, you know, you don't necessarily have to be naturally gifted in something. You just have to put in the work. Yeah. And letting go of those expectations, focusing on the actions you are willing to take today, this month, this week. And that can change from season to season. It's not a linear process. Nobody was ever, I mean, nobody wrote a book about like, Every day went right. Now I won a Nobel Prize. Yeah, like, exactly. Nobody reads the – like it's always the story of like the struggle, the struggle, the struggle, the success. And that is what this journey is. It's about your resilience. It's about your grit. It's about your perseverance and changing your mindset, being open to new ideas, and being okay with stumbling. A stumble might uh, prevent a fall, which is what Gretchen Rubin says. And we have fallen – time and time again. Oh, yeah. We have a podcast. We have not been like, boy, since we've had a podcast, we've been perfect and yeah. everything's gone great. Like we stumble, but we keep showing up. We keep being vulnerable. We keep being honest. And, and we the- keep learning from our mistakes as we go. Um, and it's still a science experiment. Like I'm not doing exactly the same thing I was even, you know, a year and a half ago when I reached my goal weight. Like I'm, I'm changing it all the time to figure out what works best for me. Yeah. So I think the only failure is throwing your hands up and giving up completely. It's going, it's hiding. It's going back to those old habits and resigning yourself to it and just assuming that it's your lot in life. I was born this way. It's my family. I'm, you know, I'm Polish, so there's no way that I could ever lose weight. Falling back into those old um, limiting beliefs that's where failure breeds. That's where failure grows. And 
seeing it as part of your education, seeing it as failure is feedback. That's where success comes from. That's where growth comes from. And we believe in you. If you have listened this long, we know that you are capable of this because we are capable of this. And it is so critical to be a champion of yourself and not a victim. I was a victim for decades. And it breaks my heart to think of how much time I wasted thinking I was a failure and thinking I was incapable. And all of it was a learning process. All of it built upon, built upon, built upon, built upon the people that we have become today. And like one of the main reasons we're doing this podcast and that we're doing Walt Place um, is the hope that maybe somebody out there, maybe you can learn from our mistakes and not have to go through the same years upon years of failure to get there. Maybe you can take something from what we're saying and, and skip some steps and get to the part where you actually achieve your goals. Because you are worth it. You are so worth it. And this is your actual life. And maybe we'll end here. But turning 45, I don't know if it was an imaginary force field I went through, um, if it was some sort of midlife uh, epiphany um, or lightning bolt moment. And I don't know how long it's going to last. But right now, turning 45, I am no longer an imposter adult. I am an actual adult. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm closer to 50 than I am uh, 30. Yeah. But it seems uh, very real at this point. Like, I am an actual grown up. Like, this is my actual life. This is my actual husband, my actual daughter, my actual everything. And seeing it not as an imposter, not as a, well, you know what? I'll I'll stand up for myself when I'm 50. It's like it's not this mirage in front of me of oh look at me hashtag adulting like I am an adult. Yeah, like I've stopped waiting for my real life to begin. Like this is it. It began like the day I was born. Like it, there's not some like this isn't some practice life and then eventually the real one is going to start. Like this is it. Yeah, and it. I don't know how long this epiphany will last in a week from now i might be like hashtag adulting uh but right right now like i am really working on living my better life making the better choice really deciding what is habit versus what is actually what i want for myself and what we want for you is to let go of those old limiting beliefs believing that you are capable of this and believing that there is a better road ahead i do not want to live in a world where i reminisce about the good old days like i want the good days to be in front of me i yeah, want for sure i want promise and prosperity i want that for myself and i want that for you so if you have listen uh this long thank you so much we believe in you we really do yeah um uh so now it feels weird to talk about a product of the week after like doing a we are the champions uh queen montage now well that's what we do that's what we do so now we're gonna bring <laughs> you back down to it's time for a product of the week how everybody <laughs> this really does feel like doofy after uh feeling like i could just go and uh and knock down walls but here we go i for one could use some lightening up after all of that inspirational talk Uh, well good yeah it takes us back to uh to reality product of the week is hot dogs as leg photos (laughs) (laughs) no i'm trying to find um it's not hot dogs as leg photos it's not so uh, the product of the week this week, it ties back to my feet because we're on the feet episodes. Every product now is Every, about is Everything's about foot, about feet. Foot Suddenly care. she cares about feet. Yeah. She didn't care about feet before. Um, and we've talked about feet around the world. I know. Um, so uh, th- the product of the week is a foot roller. Oh, mm. what the heck is that? Uh, so uh, must be nice. Uh, I have lost 150 pounds and uh, that must be nice. It must be nice. I've only lost a hundred. My podiatrist says I have bony feet. Must be nice. I mean, can you ever have imagined that was going to be an issue in your life? No. Like, uh, when I met you twenty five years ago. Like, did did it ever occur to you that your feet being too bony was going to gonna become bony. a problem? Uh, I wish it would. Well, anyway, I can't control what my feet do, um, <laughs> but uh, but I can 
support their comfort. And last week we talked about my Ufos uh, undate getting uh, footwear that are very supportive. But yeah, I uh, have started getting really bad foot cramps uh, in the night, which is really terrible. I- I've tried uh, potassium. I've tried calcium, magnesium. Welcome to middle age. Welcome to middle age. And being thin doesn't cure all the problems. No. Uh, but I was getting really bad foot cramps and I got uh, on Amazon. We'll include a link to it. Uh, a Tobrefi uh, foot roller massage ball. Uh, it's good for plantar fasciitis. Uh, it's uh, deep tissue acupuncture, all that jazz. Um, so we'll include a link to it. But it looks like a little dog toy, sort of, with yeah. little nubs on it. And uh, I, yeah, I'm, people come in and they see it and they're like, "Oh, where's your pooch?" Yeah, no, they don't say that. <laughs> uh, um. But uh, it's just a little roller that you can use while you're sitting at your desk or watching television. I'm actually using it right now. Right now. Yes. You can do it while you do your own while podcast. You podcast. Um, but it's uh, it's only like $13, $10, something like that. Um, but it, I use it as a, uh, as a way to stretch out my foot muscles. Since I have been using it, I have not been getting... Yeah, uh, it's virtually eliminated uh, your foot cramps. Foot cramps. When I stop using it, I get the foot cramps again. Yeah. Uh, so it uh, it has really helped me, and I uh, I recommend it to all and everyone. I actually took it on a trip to go visit my mother, and TSA pulled it aside, and we're very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe don't travel with it. I don't know. I got through, but it looks like a dog chew toy. Uh, it is very beneficial to my feet, and my feet are important, which yes. I've already told you about, and that is my product of the week. Pow, Pow everybody. everybody! Product of the week. Product of the week. And uh, if you have um, enjoyed listening to this, uh, and you've said to yourself, we'd like to do something for Don and Catherine, one thing you can do is go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star uh, rating and a review because that really helps us out like whatever the algorithm is that helps people find our show the more of those we get the uh the better um and uh if you we've talked about it uh a few times here if you'd like more information about joining we only look thin place you can go to our website and click on the join our support group link and our website is found at we only look yeah you can find us on instagram and facebook at we only look thin and you can email us at we only look thin at gmail.com and if you uh if you want a, a printable of my habit circle uh send me an email i know we're using it in multiple place and uh and some people have contacted me about it it's very helpful for me it uh it's 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 a good thing so uh so yeah so thank you for listening and uh hopefully you're feeling uh successful and uh, educated and informed yeah so the next time that you are highly discouraged or that you need advice about some way to fix your feet just remember that Catherine and i are an, an inspiration asian asian The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.